Hello, my name is Benjamin, and welcome to Affable Chat Off Script, the episodes of Affable Chat that aren't about movies. Today's episode comes to you live from the Horseshoe at the University of South Carolina. I got together some special guests, and we took my podcast equipment outdoors uh, onto the Horseshoe uh, at USC, uh, just basically to see how well it would work outdoors is kind of a test, um, but also to talk about uh, what the horseshoe means to us as alumni, um, among other topics. My guests uh, on this episode, we have my good friend and host of He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast, Corey Novotny. Uh, we have recurring guest and affable chat fan favorite, Justin Kuzmano. Uh, and for the first time on Affable Chat, my good friend Bradley Pax adds his perspective uh, as we discuss the horseshoe. Um, I tell the story of my Wild West night at the Carolina Western Pub. Uh, you're going to want to listen to this story. It's an interesting story. And uh, among other topics that we cover uh, that aren't about movies. So please enjoy this episode of Affable Chat off script live from the horseshoe. We're live. We're recording here, live on the Horseshoe at the University of South Carolina. Um, our first time recording outside. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and also day. the first time that Pax is on hey, the podcast. Welcome hey, to the uh, <laughs> podcast. Welcome to Affable Chat. Yeah, Pax. that's right. It's good to be here, guys. Affable good to Chat be here. outside. And it's been uncharacteristically cold or warm in South Carolina this January. But of course, on the morning that we bring blankets and podcasting equipment to the horseshoe, it's freezing cold. Yes, <laughs> very balmy 36 degrees here on the horseshoe. This is perfect picnic weather. Just so. stunning. Yes. yes, there are so many people out here enjoying this great weather. Like off in the distance, those two people. And uh, yeah, we are the only other ones. It's a... Uh, it's a great place to have a sit down and a conversation, but there are definitely better conditions. But we're doing it for Affable Chat. We're out here suffering the uh, you know moderate cold in order to record a podcast. And, I, and I'm actually really curious to see how much outside noise we're going to pick up because as we speak, there's definitely an airplane no, it's flying a helicopter. above us. Our helicopter. There was a truck earlier, so we'll see what the background noise is. There's no like. wind, which is good. Yeah. And that's good for us because we're not going to be freezing, but also good for not picking up extra noise. That's so. right. Yeah. Well, the horseshoe, you know, blocks some of that wind because we're pretty much like surrounded by buildings here, so. Yeah. And I, I really like the horseshoe. It's one of those things where when you're looking at your which college you're going to go to and you look at like their quad or like their like central part of campus, yeah. that, that has like a lot of impact in what you think of the school. It's like the part of the school where if they could curate it to make it look like a school, that's where they would do it. Mm -hmm. And the horseshoe does that pretty well. Yeah, always the, the front of brochures when you're advertising. I, I didn't feel like I came here as much as I should have in college. And part of that was I, I never lived super close to it. And the engineering building where most of my classes were was an inconvenient location for it. So it wasn't a place for me to naturally go study and stuff. But uh, I always appreciate coming back here. I, yeah, as an engineering student, it was very inorganic to walk across the horseshoe. It wasn't, I didn't cross the horseshoe on my way to any classes. It was a special event. You know, I would be like, you know what? I want to go out and sit on the horseshoe. 
Um, and it would, it's a serene enough location where that actually makes sense. That or like you'd cross the horseshoe to go to Beezer's. That is yes. <laughs> <laughs> the all important uh, vo- uh, voyages to Beezer's, which is a, a fine sandwich establishment. Or the restaurant next to it. I think it's Tico's. Tio's. Tio's, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at this point we're all graduated. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've been back on the horseshoe since graduating two and a half years ago. Same. Except it's been a year and a half for me. Yeah, but like there was no reason for me to come back to the horseshoe. (laughs) No, and um there have been a few times where I've I've brought friends here or like my parents recently came in March and they were like, Hey, we should go to the horseshoe show your brother and like yeah it sounds great we never actually did so i i've come back here once i moved back to columbia i definitely took a like nostalgia walk around all of campus and uh, remembered all the good times and the hard times that took place on campus so i've been i've been back um, it's also a good place to go for a run you know i passed yeah. through the horseshoe oh, yeah. on a couple of runs I feel like what we used, should have used the horseshoe more for, just running around and like getting your like walk in. We played capture the flag here yeah, one time, our fraternity. Fun. Yeah, I right. played capture the flag a few times here. Um, you got to be careful though with all the bricks; they're notorious for falling over, and that only increases when you're running and not necessarily paying attention to where you're going. Don't you guys the know ground. the bricks are sentient, and that if you yes. disrespect the so, bricks, so, they okay. won't. Yeah. You were talking about this on the way over here, um, because your theory is that the bricks are sentient. I remember when I was a freshman, and you know, on this part of campus more, people told me it was the squirrels that were sentient, and they were adjusting the the bricks to, in in order to basically watch people trip. Like any time that you trip, even if you think no one saw you. The squirrels saw you, dude. They were watching, and they were the ones that <laughs> set the trap. Well, I think they orchestrated it just so that, you know, when you fall, you drop your food and everything so that they'll have something to eat. You know, and they're like, right. ah, like in their little squirrel <laughs> laugh. You know? oh, is that how squirrels laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard them too many times to not know that laugh, dude. They, uh, I got tripped a few times as an under, uh, underclassman. Nah, as far as I know, I was always told that if you ever disrespected the bricks, they would just trip you up, and it would just make your life suck. <laughs> How do you disrespect the bricks? I don't know are these bricks stuff. They're not anything, <laughs> You man. just talk shit about the I'm bricks. I'm so much better than these bricks. Dude, now you say that, and now, like, you've uh, you've begun it, so if we walk on these bricks and you trip, like, you'll know. Yeah, you might have to take the grass back. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. Um, I mean, while we're talking about, uh, you know, Beezers and T.O.'s and, other Columbia establishments, we have to talk about a brand new establishment. Um, or it's not brand brand new. It's but recently new. It's, it's recently decent, new. Decently new. Um, it is a place that we patronized the other night, uh, the Carolina Western Pub, uh, which was a unique experience. Um, as a person who used to live in Oklahoma, I'm quite fond of like the idea of uh, you know country Western living and lifestyle and experiencing that kind of uh, nightlife. Although this was more of a Nashville vibe than than necessarily a Oklahoma or Texas vibe, um, but I definitely own a cowboy hat. So when I heard that there was a place that I could go and be amongst my cowboy hat brethren, I knew I had to I had to act. But that cowboy hat kind of got you in some trouble. Oh didn't yes, it? And, and as a person who was there, you would know. Yeah. Uh, this is more. I'm sharing it with you, uh, Justin, because you weren't there. So let me yes, tell please. you about what happened to us when we went to the Carolina Western. <laughs> please pub. fill me in. First off, great place. Let's start off by saying yeah, it's a great. No place. disrespect. <laughs> the 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 concept of this bar essentially is bringing a Nashville Broadway, or is it Broad Street? What is the name of it? Broadway Street. Bro- 
I think it's Broadway. Broadway, Broadway, yeah. Nashville. A, a, a Nashville Broadway bar, um, live country music, um, and you know, very lively atmosphere. Lots of lights. It's it's all about kind of the performance that's going on and dancing. Line dances are definitely a big deal at this place, um, which is cool. It's different from pretty much anything else we've got here. So um, I like that. It's it's good for Columbia to get some variety, but. I may have gone overboard by wearing a cowboy hat to this place. <laughs> I think I could have dressed like a normal yes. person. Okay. Um, because, and there was a moment when we were dressing up, we were changing to go out that night, and I donned my cowboy hat and looked myself in the eyes in the mirror, and I was like, is this too much? Am I going too far? But at the same time, and I told you guys this too, if I own a cowboy hat, when else am I going to wear it? No, that's the only place where you could wear it. Right? And, that's yeah. the only place where I could get away, at least theoretically, I could get away with wearing cowboy hat and mm-hmm. it would just blend in. I wouldn't be going out of my way to stick out. That's at least the thought process. Yeah, you're like you the NFL think. fan who you know dresses up, paints his face in that mirror where you're getting ready to go to the yes. game. You're like, do I really want to do this? And you're like, when else can I do something like this? Yeah, I'm just gonna blend in the crowd anyway. <laughs> I right? mean, I own face. Everyone's paint. gonna yeah. be dressed yeah. up in cowboy gear. So exactly. If so I'm gonna go all out, we should just go all out, right? Exactly. And I mean, again, from what people had told me from having been there before, they do kind of commit to the bit. You know, they're mm-hmm. a national mm-hmm. bar. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. We arrived and um, we got there pretty early, but when I walked in, I was shocked to see that from my eyes, I was the only person in there wearing a cowboy hat, which was fine, you know, whatever. Uh, We went up and and joined our friends and and we were having drinks and and whatever. Uh, And I wanted to investigate. I wanted to look around because this is a pretty cool looking bar. Uh, And they have like a balcony up top that kind of uh, gives you a view of the dance floor below and and the artists that are performing. They had a live band performing country music down there so we w- went to the balcony edge me and Pax and uh Reeves, Reeves one of our yeah. other friends and we were looking down and we're like hey look there's a guy down there with a cowboy hat <laughs> finally another <laughs> cowboy hat and then that guy looks back up and sees me with my <laughs> cowboy hat and he waves me down and it wasn't like a like "Ooh, another cowboy hat come on down it was like a huh another cowboy hat Come talk to me. Come <laughs> down here, young man, oh, man, and talk to me. And he like waves me down, and I can see this guy. He's kind of by himself with his girlfriend, and he's waving me down. And I'm like, sure, I'll go talk to this. Guy. I don't care, you know. So I'm going out here. Maybe he wants to compliment me on my fine cowboy hat. And so, it was an older gentleman too. It was an older gentleman, yeah. you know. Um, and I have like just to describe my cowboy hat. I got my cowboy hat in Mexico. Um, I was visiting family and my uncle bought it for me at an artisan marketplace. Um, it's not something that I went out and I was like, oh, I just got to have a cowboy hat. You know, it was something that was, was a gift, you know, so not trying to do any sort of cultural appropriation by wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> or a disrespect cowboy culture. I was wearing this with total respect. In fact, I think I look pretty darn cool in my cowboy hat. So anyways, that's my mindset as I go downstairs and I walk up to this man. And the first thing that happens as he sees me approach is he totally ignores me and starts making out hardcore with his girlfriend right in my face. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we have video of this, actually. Yes. From my point of view, him making out, you go down there, he starts making out with his girlfriend, and you just stare at him. And you look back at us like, 
what the hell's going on? Yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> oh <my laughs> they would call me over just to do this in front of me. Like, look what I have. <laughs> oh, look at my lady wife here. <laughs> exactly. It was, it almost seemed like a flex. Like he yeah, was trying to 100%. maybe impress me or disrespect me with how like he was tongue wrestling this woman. And once they finished that, he turns to me and he's like, what are you drinking? And I, I told him vodka Sprite because that's what I had in my hand. And she goes, okay. And she takes off, allegedly to go get me this drink, which I was like, okay, I guess you're giving me a free drink. <laughs> um, and the guy leans over to me in my ear because, again, we're standing right in front of a stage where live music is going on. So it's very, very loud. And I can barely hear. This guy has a thick country accent and leans over to me. He's like, you ride, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, what do you ride, boy? And I'm like, uh, I, I just own a cowboy hat, man. I don't actually ride anything. And I should have lied. I definitely should have been like, oh, I ride like wild boars or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, like, what is the answer? It's like you ride a horse, you ride a motorcycle. He was definitely what is it? Yeah. Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, apparently, based on this interaction, I assume that you get a cowboy hat once you like learn to ride something or it's like some, you only wear that out to a pub if you're like a competent rider and you're willing to mount up like at a moment's notice. No, I think that was just that guy, man. <laughs> I don't think this is. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not a real cowboy, you know. This guy. So, anyways, this guy. Um, I, I mean, I try to stay cordial with him. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't have a cowboy hat, but I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just enjoying your bar. You have a country western bar. Where else am I going to wear a cowboy hat? And, um, and I, you know, he told me he was the owner of a bunch of other places. He was the owner of this place, like a percentage owner of the Carolina Western pub plot twist. Yeah. So he's the owner of the place. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. He's just happy that there's another person in his establishment wearing a cowboy hat. That's great. Um, I'm happy that if that brings him joy, then I'm happy I can deliver that because we're, we both looked pretty good in our cowboy hats. And... Then he starts asking me about my life. He's like, uh, so you don't ride anything. Like, what do you do for a living? And I was like, oh, get this. I'm just the opposite of writing. Like, I sit at a desk and I, I write code for a living. I'm a computer programmer. And he's like, you need to start doing that for me. You need to join my team and start doing that for me. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be insulted yeah. like, or, or insult the offer. It's very mm-hmm. generous. Yeah. After, even after he found out I don't ride anything, it's very generous of him to offer me a job. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not actually looking for uh, a new job. I'm just, you know, uh, I'm just out here with my friends. And he's like, no, no, I can pay you way more than whatever they're paying you. And I'm like, whoa. You in my mind, I'm like, you don't even know what they're paying me, man. But also, like, this, you're going, wait, this seems like you're actually trying to be serious right now yeah. and offering me a job. Yeah. And I'm like, um, no, that's okay. Um, I think I just want to go uh, back with my friends. And he's like, no, no, don't worry about your friends. You can stay with me tonight. I'm like, whoa, hold on <laughs> a second. And this, his, this, by this time, his girlfriend is getting back, and she has a drink. And she's looking at me dead in the eyes, and she's like, yeah, yeah, you don't need your friends. Why don't you stay with us? As she hands me this drink that I have no idea where it came from, okay? And and they're trying to kind of isolate me. And in this moment, a third guy walks up. This other guy clearly knew this owner, and he puts his arm around the owner, and he's like, oh, yeah, um, here, 
look up there and I look up on the second balcony and there's this whole group of people that clearly know each other. I don't know who any of them are, but they're like, yeah, like really <laughs> happy to see the three of us with our like standing together in front of the stage and they're like partying. And then I notice that one of them is holding their phone out filming, like recording us yeah. and everybody starts like clapping and they're like clearly filming something I think pr- for a promotional for the, for the pub, mm-hmm. like this owner, maybe the other guy was the other owner, but it was those two guys and me. <laughs> and they're just, filming me as everyone's like clapping and like being super stoked that the three of us are standing together. Yeah, drink this Kool-Aid. I really, I looked. I, exactly. I'm sitting there whole, I'm double fisting oh. in front of all these strangers. I don't know. I'm And I'm like, this is so bizarre. At least I know my friends Pax and Reeves are seeing this, so I know yeah, I'm right. safe. And I look up, they're gone. Oh, so at this point, I am feeling like I am actually in a little bit of danger because all these people are super stoked that I received this weird drink and my friends Friends are nowhere. They're telling me to forget about my friends, and they're filming it. Hey, I tr- how do you know that they didn't kidnap us and already like get rid of us? Okay? In that moment, I could have been. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. I was starting to panic. Um, so I, I actually did look on the website or on their um, on their social media. I looked on their Instagram to see if they had posted the video. Yeah. Because I'm sure I looked panicked. I was like halfway <laughs> trying to look cool like I was like part of this and like oh, yeah yeah partying at the Carolina Western Pub but at the same time I know if you looked in my eyes you would see nothing but sheer terror <laughs> because I thought for sure these people were going to try to take off with me as the ch- crowd cheered you know. Um, after that after they finished taking the photo I was like Hey, thank you so much for the drink, but like, I really have to go back to my friends now. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he was like, clearly kind of confused, but I just took off after that and ran back to my friends. I gave my hat to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> and I laid low for the rest of the night. Yeah. Uh, Close encounters. It was, yeah, no, it was, a, lot, it was <laughs> a lot of time. It, was, it freaked me out. I'll be, I'll be honest. It legitimately freaked me but out. But like the kicker of the whole story is that this guy was black too. <laughs> that, like, okay, yeah, I didn't even <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so what? any assumption you made about him, you gotta change it in your head. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. See, that's a very important. I, I did detail. not see that coming. Yes, he was. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I didn't really take that into account very much. There were, most of the people in this bar were white. Yeah. Very yeah. much a white person bar. Okay. Or like, I didn't even notice classic, a non-white like, white person other than bar. Pax there. Yeah. So. Um, well, okay. And then this made me realize this as well. I mean, beyond that, uh, the rest of the night. You know, well, I guess let's let's put a cap on this part of the story uh, first. It, I don't think this guy ever meant me actually actual real danger. Okay, I'm just trying to tell my story from my perspective because I think it's pretty easy to see why I got a little bit nervous. Yeah, yes. his yes. his actions were seemed a little bit predatory. I'm sure he was just <laughs> trying to be a gracious host. Okay, there was just he was very drunk. <laughs> we just got a little bit lost in translation translation. So I don't want anybody to think I was. He was being hostile. Yeah, and I, I can say that I, as someone who actually did have some of the drink that Ben was gifted, <laughs> I remember the whole night. I woke up in Ben's apartment as expected. So yes, yeah. so it, it was fine. You say as you like actually woke up in some like ditch. You have no idea what was going on. No, no, we were okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't want this to overshadow that. I, I had no idea any of this happened. All of a sudden, you came up with a drink. You were panicked, but I didn't know to what level of detail until I saw like Bradley's Snapchat video, and then you started describing everything that happened. Yeah, some friends I have. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so from yeah, my I took perspective, a video, then I was out of there. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just sitting down at a table, could not see anything below, talking to other friends i thought you guys were just going downstairs to go go in the dance floor you know do whatever you know just mingle with other people and 
you were mingling with other people. Boy, so. was I. <laughs> I was about yeah. to do. I was afraid they were going to yeah. do some mingling that could never unmingle. But, um, <laughs> but the rest of the night, it was so much fun. It was. Yeah. Um, it's a true like western or country bar. I would yeah. say is better to uh, country music bar. Um, and there were so many times uh, where there was a country song that was playing, and everybody knew the words, and I just absolutely had never heard that song before, mm-hmm. um, which. I, I sometimes people when they talk to me and I tell them that I'm um, Mexican, like you said, the only person of color you saw besides that guy in the bar was Pax. But I consider myself a person of color. Yes, yeah. um, I'm I'm 50 percent Mexican, so I'm like I'm decently Mexican. Um, but most people, you know, my name is Benjamin Carlson. Like it's uh, I don't look that dark or that different from other white dudes. I mean, my dad is white, so it's it's not like. I'm your first, the person, the first person that comes to mind when you think of people of color. Mm-hmm. But I definitely am um, mixed. But most of the time, I do feel like a white guy. And when I was in this bar, um, after all these country songs that I had never heard of and people like going wild to like Cotton Eye Joe, I finally felt not white. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> Congrats, man. Okay, I knew I, I knew I, I knew I felt this way in some way, but this really uh, accentuated it. You yeah. found um, your uh, uh, person of color. Sure, sure. <laughs> but you also heard your favorite song that night. Oh, it was a go- no. I, I don't want to diss any of that. I, I really did enjoy uh, the whole country music experience, and yeah, I definitely found some new songs yeah. that I'm adding to my Spotify uh, because I enjoyed them so much. So. Um, <laughs> overall top marks for Carolina Western Pub. <laughs> Just think twice about whether or not you're qualified to wear a cowboy hat. That's my advice well, to anyone who's going to go there. <laughs> I uh, now I'm definitely intrigued. So I feel like the next time I'm in town, you may have to take me. But like, uh, yeah, you need the mic, dude. Get the, get the mic up in your in there. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. might have to go back. Although, again. Not gonna wear my nah, hat. We're not gonna wear hat. my cowboy hat. No. We'll, we'll let let Coos wear the cowboy hat and see what kind of experience he has with this guy. Oh, <laughs> I imagine nothing would happen because my time's up. So, like, you know, you know thankfully, I will be a okay. It's um, but yeah, it was fun. That's what I'm looking for um when I go out is a memorable experience, and I definately had one there. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, you had a memorable experience. <laughs> I'm glad sure. I can remember it. I guess that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, man, that's good. Well, I'm glad that uh, you a survived the night. B got to have like a, I guess, decent experience. I mean, definitely like it seems a little sketch. Even if he was, you know, it was just play like harmless drunk. It's a, it's a fun story to tell yeah. looking back on it. Yeah, it was immediately funny once I made it back to my friends. Before that, it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, but man. yeah, Columbia's on the on the come up, man. This isn't the only new thing that's that's popping up. Um, I so. feel like there's so much stuff that has come up in the two and a half years since I left, and I'm just like, why wasn't this a thing when I was at school? Yeah, they moved Domino's. I was very surprised about that. Yeah, yeah we saw that on the way in. Well, here. They they, they took out Sandy's. <laughs> yeah, Sandy's had you know its last gasp of uh, of you know making money before they replaced it with just another chain. Although Sandy's is a chain, it's a local chain, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I feel like if your city just gets only chains, it, it gets tough to have an identity. Yeah. Um, but there are plenty of like one-off restaurants, like for instance, Villa Tronco on Main. Yes, uh, right off of Main, it, it's in an old firehouse. Very cool Italian restaurant. Um, I definitely like this place a lot. Authentic, like Italian experience. Don't get me wrong, like exactly what you think of when you think of like a somewhat fancy Italian restaurant. Yeah, but it's 
has the added uh, like ambiance of being a building that was never meant to be a restaurant. So when you're walking around in there, it's like kind of crowded in some areas and some unorthodox uh, table situations that make you be like really close to other people. But what I got out of that is kind of like a European vibe. You know, there's a lot of wine being drunk. There's a lot of people sitting together having good conversation. Um, it, it's really, it was, we went there on Friday night. Yep. We just had the best time it just was drinking great. wine. Yeah, it has me real excited to um, go to actual Italy in September because it, it felt like that kind of kind <laughs> yeah. of vibe. Oh, this wasn't just going to Olive Garden. This is going to an actual authentic Italian restaurant uh, type feel, and uh, the whole firehouse situation was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish we had we actually read the menu because the the menu. I mean, we read part of the menu to mm-hmm. see what food we wanted, but on the back of the menu, there's a history of that place, oh, and it's apparently really? one of, if not the oldest restaurant in South Carolina because like they never closed down for any wars. <laughs> they yeah. kept, they <laughs> like, kept things going yeah. no matter what. Uh, it, which when you're on the East Coast, that means you can be pretty gosh darn old uh, if you go all the way back to when uh, you know the Europeans first got here. Yeah, um, I, I always love reading like the history of different restaurants on their menus. It's a cool thing whenever I see it. And I'm disappointed that I was too busy talking to you and you know catching up on life <laughs> to catch up on the history. Oh, no, of dude, the, uh, yeah, it sounds like their friends, history is great. Man. You would have yes. shut up yeah, for right. once. <laughs> <laughs> I could have read about it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, too, enjoying conversation too much to enjoy uh, the ambiance, were you? Well, you're, you're Italian, Justin. Um, yes. What does it take for an Italian restaurant to be authentic in your, in your um, eyes? Well, definitely uh, wine. Uh, that's a start. Um, <laughs> definitely uh, a packed restaurant uh, with a lot of conversation going on is also very, it adds to like the authentic like vibe. Even like sometimes like you don't even need the uh, like rustic Italian feel. You just need a lot of people and a lot of wine, and then you're, you know, you're already like halfway there. And yeah. as long as the food's not too bad, it's just, you know, uh, plated real good, then you're kind of set. Villa Tronco checked all those boxes. It was, it was pretty crowded. Yeah, they, we had a reservation, so we didn't music? struggle. Yes, they were. Okay. They yeah, were playing, um, they were playing um, some like older, like Italian, I, I'm pretty sure oh, I remember some, some Sinatra being played, so... Yeah, they, they definitely tried to help with the ambiance with the music. Sinatra is always like a go-to classic at like an Italian restaurant. Yeah. But like I've noticed definitely in Italian restaurants that I've been going to lately that they have not been playing like a classic Italian stuff. And it's just been like um, not like old pop, but like uh, like early 2000s stuff. Really? Yeah, it's What weird. Italian restaurants? Yeah, what are you referring to? Um, <laughs> Call so them like, out, dude. Call them out. All right, so, like, there's an Italian restaurant that I go to in Greenville, Antonio's. Um, I guess they're, like, a bar and, like, Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. so maybe they just kind of, like, have to. Is this uh, the same Antonio's that we went to together? Um, the I don't, place where I got a calzone? I don't think so, no. Oh, okay. Because um, this is over in, like, Powdersville. So um, not Greenville? No, well... Yeah, I guess it's not in like Greenville, it's in Powdersville, but like it to me it's like right off the, like, you know. Uh, okay, well, how about this? You're you're from an like, authentic Italian restaurant. I've yeah. I've eaten with your family before. Um and how do you think Italian restaurants compare to just like having like the matriarch of the family prepare a big Italian feast? Um cuz well, I as a Mexican, like I mentioned earlier, I'm Mexican. I don't think any Mexican food I've had uh like compares Mm -hmm. to when my tita just cooks up a big meal when she's in charge that for me is the best mexican food i i can have yeah yeah i mean when it's home cooked it's always like a little better but um 
It just kind of depends on like the occasion. If they're going like all out, then it's always going to be better when it's home cooked. Like yeah. when my grandma and my uncle start cooking, it's great. But other times, if they're just, you know, trying to just whip up something for like dinner or whatever, and someone's like surprise coming over, then like sometimes Italian restaurants will be a little better, but that's like a like 95 to like 5% kind of like ratio. Interesting. So, okay. Um, it's usually always better when it's home cooked. And it makes me wish I could visit my uh, my grandma Cusmano on my dad's side, uh, because she's just straight from the boat, uh, from Italy. Do you so. have relatives in Italy still? Um, yes. Uh, so my Maybe family- Corey can look them up. <laughs> yeah, right? go yeah, visit so- them. Go, go meet the original <laughs> Cusmano. Yo, I heard the food here was lit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So the Cusmano. Uh, so my dad's side is from northern Italy. I want to say around Florence. Um, and I say around Florence because I don't actually know, like, the specific, like, place. But yeah. I know on my mom's side, uh, so, like, me and Anthony, uh, the Tortoresis come from the town of Tortoresi in Sicily. So, cool. Um, you could literally, like, visit our, uh, our like, origin point, our home, uh, home place. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So... Uh, let's say if you're going to Sicily, though. It's not in Italy. It would be, um, that is really cool, going and seeing your family in there, like, where you're from. Mm-hmm. That was really an eye-opening experience when I went to Mexico City and visited some family. Um, but um, I'm going to pull this tangent back to where we are right now, which is live on the Horseshoe. And I'm actually going to get you guys on, my, on the Affable Chat Instagram story right Squad. quick. Because we're, uh, we're live out here. And we are live. This is on the pod. Um, I don't know if I actually got myself there, but the Apple <laughs> Chat uh, Instagram, dude. It's how much time do you guys? Do you try to limit how much time you spend on there? Because on Instagram, on Insta- yeah, on Insta, no, I don't try to limit. Well, I use it a lot. Yeah. you know, I'm on there every day, and um, once I got another Instagram account for the podcast, that's when I realized I'm like, maybe I'm spending too much time on this stuff. You know, it it gets a bit overwhelming when I'm switching between accounts to like check on multiple like like feeds and yeah. notification feeds. I, I start to feel it whenever my thumb, like I want to switch positions for my thumb. That's when I'm like, uh, okay, maybe <laughs> I should just like go watch TV or something. My thumb, yeah, yeah. My thumb need a break, man. <laughs> well, I don't know. I never really spend a whole lot of time on Instagram, much of the frustration of my friends. And so I guess I've never had to worry about like spending too much time on like social media. So, That's good. No, um, I mean, there's definitely a balance. You can benefit a lot from doing social media right. Right. Um, especially when you're trying to promote a podcast. I mean, that's the yeah. reason I oh, do that. Of course. Is yep. yeah. There's engagement on there. Um, yeah. But uh, does anybody really know the balance we need? Nobody's ever dealt with this before, having to do a whole social media thing. This is us. We're, we're uh, breaking the, the new frontier. Yeah, you know? so it's experimental yeah. at this stage. Right, I guess right. Everyone's just going with their best, what they think is best. Yeah. You know? like, that's what always interests me when I hear from like, life coaches and people that like, tell you advice on how to like, raise your kids and stuff, mm-hmm. where a lot of that stuff is definitely tradition. A lot of that stuff is even like, proven or uh, you know, there's studies that back them up. But nobody knows how much you should use your iPhone 12. Like, nobody's had that before. You know, there's new, there's new Does things the going on all the time. iPhone 12 exist yet? No, no one knows because it doesn't. So I, I don't know. Right? <laughs> iPhone 11 I Maybe Max. I exposed myself there as a person who doesn't keep up with Apple, but I feel like they've been releasing the same phone for a while now, so yeah, I yes. don't really care what the newest one is. My, I just mine is pretty old. to the new one, so, like, I think it's pretty pretty. I dope. like it. I know. I, I think having to use your face to unlock your phone 
has been a little more challenging than being able to just use your thumb because you need to be in kind of like the right setting. There are times where I'm like blocking my face with the way I'm sitting and it doesn't recognize me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I do like the concept of having the bigger screen and not feeling like you're cut off because Mm -hmm. of the the home button per se. So I know some people who uh, do 12 different angles for their face. So no matter what, like no matter where it's at, they they capture it. Maybe you should invest the time well, you in that with the, with the thumbprint too yeah oh yeah. i had like six could, different fingers that worked for it yeah yeah i think there's a false dichotomy i don't think one is necessarily all encompassing better than the other one for someone to be like oh yeah you, the face thing that's so much better like if you're doing it with your thumb you're going backwards it's like no it works both of them work yeah you know both um, of them do work but yeah. what i at least from my perspective growing up with like Apple rising to prominence, it felt like the reason they became popular is because they were changing the game. Um, and now it feels a lot more like they're just trying to retain the people who are already committed to the Apple ecosystem, um, which is a little bit frustrating for me. You know, I wish that the next iPhone was so clearly an improvement on the last one that you just had to get it. But I don't feel like that's the case anymore. Yeah. Now yep. it's like I yep. have to get the new iPhone because I still have a, a MacBook and all my stuff is on this iPhone and this iPhone is slowly dying because of updates. Well, I think that mm-hmm. uh, the point of adulthood is coming to a point where you realize that you don't buy it just because it's a new thing. You buy it because you need it. Yep. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly. the point where you have to make that transition in your life to <sighs> saying, hey, yeah. I I need it now, so I'm going to buy it. I, I kind of miss the days where, like, that new thing you got, the new electronic you got, like, changed everything. Yes. You know? Like, I remember when I got an Xbox 360, I was like, it's different now, <laughs> you know? It's different. <laughs> now that I've got a 360 and Xbox Live, and I'm playing Halo 3 at home, you know? This is a whole new, like, me. Um, same thing with GameCube. I don't know. Um, I, think, I think game systems do it way better, though. Really? Because, like, with game systems, it, it's yeah. years before they release the next one. And so what we're coming off of P- we're coming on to PS5 now. Is what I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 coming out PS5. Um, either this year or like early next year. Yeah, I think it's usually probably around the holidays this year. I'm not a gamer anymore, so like I don't Yeah, I mean I I bought a PS4 last year and I had a couple people say, "Why not just wait for the PS5?" And I was like, "You know, I don't play nearly enough and I don't want to wait 2 years." just to get a new console yeah. and not be able to play anything now because I had always been able to rely on roommates having PlayStation and that hasn't been an issue. Mm-hmm. But then my recent roommate moved out. My new one coming in is an Xbox guy and I was like, I don't want to become an Xbox guy. I'd rather just have my own PlayStation, my own console. Well, I used to make fun of the the concept of being a gamer. You know, when yeah. people who are like, oh man, I identify as a gamer. Like I think gamers are really a, a, a marginalized minority, you know, like <laughs> gamer rights and stuff. I was like, okay, that's ridiculous. You guys are being really facetious and they yeah. are but at the same time being a gamer is a lifestyle mm-hmm. like there i own game consoles but it does not make me a gamer it, you have to mm-hmm. commit the time to it um and i think that it you can kind of define yourself by what you do um and with anything you know it's like oh i'm not i'm not a gamer i'm a, a cooker i like to cook things you know like i make food in my free time um and i think i've just become a podcaster instead of a gamer yeah that's yes. your thing. Yeah. Yeah. you know because believe it or not this takes up a lot of freaking time oh i know um, well, yeah time that i could be spending playing new video games and, and getting the playstation 5 and stuff but instead i'm sitting down and editing and and going to the horseshoe and talking to my friends out in the bitter cold 
old, you know, and this is all time I could be using uh, gaming. Um, and I've had to give that up. I, I think I've really become the gamer that I never wanted to be because I played so much Xbox as a kid. And I was like, I'm only going to like, this is definitely something I'm going to keep up forever. And mm-hmm. now yeah. the way I look at it is I'm happy that I gamed so much in my teenage years, back when I couldn't drive, back when really there was nothing else to do. I'm going to go to a Carolina Western pub when I'm 14 no yeah. <laughs> you know? so I'm I'm glad I did that then and now I feel like uh, even though games are better uh, better graphics like there's more online capability and I have more money than ever to spend on them yeah like obviously I didn't have a job when I was 14 now I'm just not interested now I'm yeah. on, on to something else yeah I I've I feel the same way I think my senior year of high school was when I stopped playing video games so much because I was constantly playing games. Uh, big fan of Madden, big fan of 2K. Like I was, I've all mostly been a sports fan. I, you know, I've, I've had my Mario phases when I was younger, Pokemon even before that. Um, but I think eventually, like senior year, I started to be a lot more social. I actually made friends senior year, which I was told is the opposite of what people do. You actually lose friends before you're about to graduate. Uh, but I think at that point, I just started to do other stuff, and I didn't want to just sit at home by myself playing video games anymore. And then when I went off to college, I didn't feel like, oh, I need to bring a console with me to enjoy college. And um, I think at that point, it's kind of set me up where I'm at now, where I still enjoy every now and then. But I don't feel like I'm a gamer by any means uh, right. in the way I was when I was younger. You know, kind of got it out of my system. And now I would rather do all these social things rather than just sitting at home by myself. And yeah, I know you're online. You can talk to your friends without actually being with them. But that's just not, not something that appeals to me anymore. Well, it's given rise to me uh, or it's given me a reason to um, kind of realize that people that are gamers, people that actually commit to this type of thing, um, should be taken seriously. Like there are, uh, our former fraternity brother, um, or at least we were brothers of the same brotherhood is for a life. So he's still one of our brothers, but, uh, turned down for Walt on YouTube. And that's also all his other social media, uh, platforms. He is like a commentator on super smash brothers. Um, so he makes content about super smash brothers and I'm sure he's, um, plenty good at the game, yeah. but he reports on and talks about these people who are just amazing. Um, and uh, you know, there's that conversation on whether or not esports are real sports. Um, at least Super Smash Brothers for me, it's a sport. It's a, f- it's essentially fighting. It's like MMA, <laughs> but the real life people don't get brain injuries when you're done. Um, but beyond that, it can be taken as seriously as an MMA fight, like a title fight. People yeah. watch, you know, Luigi beat up, uh, you know, Fox, and they're like, "Wow, that was amazing," uh, because they understand the in- intricacies of the sport. Um, and I, I think that's amazing because those guys, they're gamers. They're spending a <laughs> lot of time. It's a lot of time and investment too. Practicing, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and it's the only thing that I can compare that to for real is. A sport, as yeah. like somebody mm-hmm. practices basketball or soccer, um, it's the same exact thing. I think it's valid. I think, I mean, you, like you said, you put in a lot of work, and then from the perspective, a lot of people who just enjoy watching other people play video games, and that's not something that really appeals to me. But at the same time, is that any different from me watching athletes play sports? Exactly. Like, yeah. why am I not playing the sport instead of just watching someone else exactly. play? Is that the same thing with video games? So. Yep. Yep, you're exactly and right. A lot of it is because these guys are so good at the games, you're just impressed. And it's it's good content. It's it's good thing to pass time and watch yourself. Oh, yeah. And so. it's and there's like a difference between doing something like watching a competitive fighting game tournament 
which is very similar to sports, and then watching somebody who's doing a let's play, which is where you're literally watching them play a video game. You know, they're just and they're just commenting, and that's more for like entertainment. I I think that's a little bit more similar to like reality television. Like you're watching a family who's like redesigning like redesigning their kitchen. It's like. Why don't you just redesign your yeah. kitchen? <laughs> yeah. Why are you watching someone do that? Uh, well, because it's hard. It's hard work. And even though it can be satisfying and entertaining to watch, maybe mm-hmm. you don't want to have to do it. And somebody has already filmed it and edited it in a nice way. That's fun to watch, you know? Yeah. So I, I think people just have kind of an anti-video game bias for whatever reason. You know, what, what that stems from could be a number of things. But I think if you spend enough time with it, you quickly realize that it's very similar to like almost any other thing that we decide to sit down and watch instead of do ourselves. So I would like to address like one of the topics that you just like you brought up. You was talking about how you used to game a lot back whenever you was in, t- in high school and yeah. everything and a teenager. But now you podcast. So, like, that's your passion and that's what you love to do. Yeah. Corey, yeah. is there any, Corey and Coos, are there any things that you guys, like, that's your passion that you'd like to do and lot of, that, that's put a, a lot of time in? That's a great question because when you're an adult like this, you have a job during the day and yeah. that's definitely something you can be passionate about. But you have the time outside of that. It's you're totally your we own. We don't live to work. We, yes. We're right. here for other stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, podcasting for me as well. Uh, I think if you've been listening to Apple Chat, you probably heard me on some other episodes, and uh, you may also listen to the uh, other podcast Ben and I do. That's he's, he's done, done it. it. That's yeah. a, a mostly done. sports podcast, and that's yes. one that I produce in the same way that Ben produces Apple Chat. And like Ben said, you put in a lot of work. You know, you record, and then you have to go through and edit, and then you produce other content to be able to promote it. You know, running the uh, the podcast Twitter account. We're we're not on Instagram on that one but that's still you know other time consuming beyond just the you know hour and a half that you hear when you listen to it a couple days later so uh, that's something that i started doing because i did it in high school Mm -hmm. um in a so it wasn't a journalism class just yet i did eventually do it when i took journalism but we took a freshman seminar class which i guess is the the university of south carolina equivalent would be u101 as a freshman in college you take a freshman in high school class in my high school and um the journalism teacher was my teacher and we, we had a really great relationship and he got me into podcasting early on and i just kind of missed it yeah. So uh, eventually I was like, you know, I have all these like big takes and stuff that I want to be able to put out there. And I knew Ben was already doing podcasting and I had experience with this. I was like, I want to do this again. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that has given me something to do all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not just going home after work every single day, just, you know, sitting around watching TV, whatever. I'm I'm doing something that, you know, keeps me motivated and interested and uh, I think like Ben, it's uh, the same idea that it's something that I can focus on podcasting instead of all these other mindless things. Well, sure. And, and again, we don't want to say, imply that other places when your time are worse. No, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. right. But it's yes. something that you enjoy. Part of the reason I love podcasting so much is because it, it's easily shareable. Yep. Um, like my mom listens sometimes, like my friends that don't live close to me at all will listen and they, you know, that might spark a conversation or maybe a, some sort of collaboration in the future. Um, I mean, right now this is kind of a fun thing to do with you guys, you know, like you guys are my friends and I like yeah. doing like, so what, you know, we, we were able to create an activity out of this yes. and do something fun um which i really enjoy so um 
Plus, at this point, I've been doing it for a long time, so I'm actually kind of good at it. Uh, it's easy to do. When before, when you first start out, oh, it's horrible. Yeah, 10,000 yeah. hours, so, man. It's so <laughs> cringy. Um, you're right, though. The 10,000 hours thing, for real. Like, you have to just put the work in. Yeah. Um, Joey and I always joke that the best time to start a podcast was two years ago, and the second best time is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to just get in there. You're going to be bad at it. Um, and still, I mean, two years later, I'm still improving a lot. Like, I always uh, feel like the best thing I I've made is the last thing I made and don't listen to anything else just listen to my <laughs> thing. Yeah. because I just figured this thing out and I, I focused on doing this and uh, it's just constant improvement and I want to see where that can go you know we're still young and I feel like if I start you know working at this now where will I end up and yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes because um, again it's just it's just super fun yeah no podcasting is always fun when uh, we all get to like come together and just make something really cool like this. Yeah, and I mean th- this this has been an interesting endeavor, the whole off script thing, uh, because originally I mostly did uh, talking about movies, me and Joey. Yeah, um, and we write scripts for those things. Like we, a lot of the production isn't even recording our voices; it's watching the movie and thinking about it and researching. Uh, like not while you're doing the podcast at all. So um, there's a lot of other time that goes into it. And once you start doing that on a frequent basis, your time starts evaporating before you know it, you know? So it really is just something you have to commit to. And now that I've had that commitment for so long, it's, it's not as hard. But at first, it was tough to choose, you know, writing and researching over sitting down and mindlessly playing Xbox, you yeah. know, or, or doing yeah. something else. So, um, you know, it's, it's work, but it's also fun. It's like a second job, almost. It's like a second yeah. job, but I get paid in like personal enjoyment yes. instead of money. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, maybe one day it will actually be a second job. But maybe, maybe, you know. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who brought knows? Brought to you will by be? the grass on the horseshoe. That's right. Brought yes. to you by the University of South Carolina, <laughs> the place where I got such a, a fine, fine education. Yes. 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 And that education and the job that we landed allows us to do stuff like this in our free time. That's right. So, that that's is right. true. here uh, and being closer to you geographically is that distance is not the only thing keeping us apart no you know there's so mm-hmm. many and this happens with all of your friends it's like it's tough to find time because everybody has a different schedule especially when your friends don't work on a n- normal monday to friday uh, kind of work schedule um, it's tough you know you really have to go ab- above and beyond to make things happen like yeah. the reason we're doing this is because for once we have Monday off, so yes. we're lined up with you. Yeah. <laughs> Go Martin Luther King. That's right. <laughs> Martin Luther King. MLK Day. MLK Day. Yeah, but um, it's just, it's nice to be able to do this with you guys, for one, because you know, I'm finally just off. It's yeah, my yeah. weekend. And uh, that's like part of the reason why I play Commander so much, because everyone's just off on Sunday and trying to like play games. Yeah, and it's yeah. Just, like, just chillax okay. and not it's just, do like, anything chillax. too crazy. Sometimes we'll like, instead of going to the comic shop, we'll go to my friend's house and we'll drink a little bit. You know what I mean? But we can't really get, like, too deep into it because, you know, Commander's, a, it is, like, a game. We try to go, like, all out for it. So, like, we have to kind of pay attention to what's going on. But, yeah, no, um, I, I know some other guys who have really committed to Magic the Gathering, which it's a game that has the type of depth where that kind of commitment is warranted. I don't yeah. know how many yeah. casual <laughs> Magic players. You know, you're yeah. either in 
Or you're not. Although I will say, like Commander is the is the best format. I'll, He's always I'll, trying to sell me <laughs> on Magic and get me to play. Um, now, what about you, Pax? Have you are you have you found that uh, that interest? Yeah, my, outside of work. Like my passion, like since I was a kid, has always been music. Like okay. that's I've always loved loved like singing. Like I've 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 talked to my mom about like I'm an average singer. I'm Dude, not I'm not too good, but I, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not bad. Allow me to like, disagree. I think you're oh, above thank average. You, thank yeah. you, gentlemen. Thank Pax, you, thank please. You, appreciate don't it. sell yourself short. Yeah, hey, um, I'm blushing okay. over the here. The first no, time I hung out with Pax was in junior year of college at at my apartment, and he came over to play rock band. And I just remember I forget who sings the song, but the song Maps. And he was singing, and I was like, there is an angel in my apartment mm-hmm. right now singing. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not worthy to be playing this game with a him. Voice all of us, by the gods. All of us, yeah. <laughs> all of us were horrible whenever it was our turn on the mic. And he comes in, it's like, you are a permanent singer whenever we play this game. We we are a true rock band right now. Definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. Yes, no, you are you're definitely above average. But not only but not only singing, like love dancing. Like I, I would consider myself a, a pretty good dancer. So I love doing that foremost. Yeah. And then so like Sometimes after work, I'll just get home and then, you know, when I'm about to take a shower, I'll play some music and I'll just be dancing in the mirror for like yeah. 10 minutes before my shower. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Yeah. I love that kind of thing. I, I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm very pro singing. Yes. I'm very pro dancing. It's having a good time. Um, like some people are shy about singing. I mean, even when you said that you like singing, there's that implied where it's like, oh, I think I'm the best singer ever, you know, if you even bring it up. But no, like you genuinely are a good singer. I also enjoy singing, but I'm not a good singer. I'm still yes. going to yeah. sing. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear me. Mm-hmm. But there are people who are gifted with a, a nice voice. And um, I got to have you on with Nick because oh, we actually love, do record some music with on Apple Chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we'll have to definitely do that. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, the thing is like when... I once I went on a hinge I went on a date with a girl and I one of the topics that was brought up was uh was talking about karaoke and she said how she didn't like karaoke because she said like people go up there and it's kind of awkward because they don't know how to sing I was like that's the best thing about karaoke what yes. are you talking yeah. about yeah like you can you can go you go up there it doesn't matter how bad you're singing it's because everyone in the bar is probably <laughs> bad at it anyway yeah you do have those one or two people who like like shut the whole place down there's one person um what was that Cap, uh, casual Pint. We went to Casual Pint one night, and this guy sounded like Michael Bublé. Oh, he was amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, once he got once he got up there, like he stole the show. Yeah. But like you can still steal the show by singing a song that everyone loves. Yes. Too. Well, I, I have a strategy with karaoke: is I either sing a song that I definitely can sing, that yes. I know all the words to, that I'm not gonna mess up or uh, like flub in any way because it's I just know it well enough. Or I'm going to sing a song that everybody loves, so they're just going to join in and get hyped no matter what. Um, so those are my, as a person who isn't talented at singing, those are my two strategies for it. But I, I like the the heart of your your uh, sentiment here. It's that the point of karaoke is just to go up there and do it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't actually matter if you're good or not. You just go up there and try If you're having best. fun, everyone else will have fun just because of the fact that you're having fun. It's one of those times where, like, liquid courage is exactly <laughs> yeah. what yeah. liquor is. You know, like, you're just, like, getting enough shots. It's like, I'm going to go for yeah. it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, not yeah. too many because there have been times where I have gone to, there was this one time we went to a karaoke bar in Atlanta, and there was this one guy who got on stage and... Yeah, he peed himself on stage. Oh, no, it was horrible. Wow, he just he just stopped singing and then just pee started going down his leg. It's just a crowded bar. Okay, so I guess there is something at risk. There are limits, man. There are limits. Know your limits, people. Know your limits. Stage fright is real. Oh my gosh. 
that's hilarious. Um, we are getting close to an hour here. I want to I want to start wrapping things up, but I I don't think I could finish a podcast on the Monday after the NFC Championship if I didn't mention <laughs> uh, the 49ers are headed to the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, and this is the second time that they've been headed to the Super Bowl in my lifetime. Last time was in the 2012 season, mm-hmm. and I was excited, but I was also super nervous. Oh, for you, those were, two you weeks. were very nervous. It was it, back then. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, it was just shocking to even be able to say that my team is going to the Super Bowl, and it was honestly, I didn't enjoy it. I was too nervous about the game, and when we ended up losing. I was pretty devastated, yes. you know. And there's no guarantee the Niners are going to come out victorious this time around. But I've made the conscious choice that for the next two weeks. I'm just going to enjoy being a fan of one of the teams that's going to the Super Bowl. It won't be worth much if we lose, but for these two weeks, we don't know yet. So I'm going to do my best to focus on just being like, yeah, the Niners are best in the NFC. We're going to the Super Bowl, and I'm super excited. Enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. Enjoy it while yeah, you have it, exactly. honestly. And I would say this team is a better team than they were yes. in 2012. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that seems really good. Com- confidence is sky high. I mean, the playoffs were easy to watch this year if you're a Niners fan. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to see how they do it. Um, but I, I, I just want to throw that in before I wrap this up. So thank you, you three, for joining me out here live on the horseshoe. Thank no you problem. for having yeah, us. Yeah, and you know, we talked about it being cold, and my, my hands are freezing. But other than that, I feel pretty good. I'm glad that we, <laughs> we toughed it out and did this. Yeah, my it hands was, and feet are cold, but like other than that, I'm fine. Yeah, we, but we did. It was definitely a big sacrifice, and you guys are very brave for sitting down for this episode of Apple Chat. So thank you very much. No problem. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having thank us. You. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Affable Chat. If you want to follow any of our guests, uh, whether that's Corey, Justin, or Pax, you can find their social media information in the description. Uh, And down there uh, in the description, you'll also find our phone number. That's right. You can call Affable Chat, 833-600-2428. That's 833-600-CHAT. Call us up, leave us a message, and we promise you'll hear it on an upcoming episode of Affable Chat. You got a question? We'll answer it. You got a suggestion for a movie we should watch? Well, maybe we'll watch that movie, uh, but you got to dial that number. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And wherever that is, please leave us a review that really helps us expand our audience you can reach us on twitter and instagram both have the same handle at affable chat or you can send us an email affablechat at gmail.com check us out on youtube just search affable chat uh, but for this episode that's going to do it um, for affable chat i'm benjamin thanks for listening